Welcome back to another edition of the N1 Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Indri, and I come on here once a week for you guys to talk all things NBA along with a guest. If any of you guys want to guest on the podcast, DM me on Instagram at the N1 Podcast. My DMs are always open. I'm always willing to answer any questions about any NBA-related topics or just anything to do with the podcast. So if you got anything, DM me on my Instagram at the N1 Podcast. It is currently June 19th, 2018. And this is Season 1, Episode 2 of the podcast. I thank you for listening, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Anchor, or Radio Public. Thank you so, so much. All right, so let's welcome today's guest here on the pod, Nick Gregoire. Uh, excuse me if I butcher your last name, man. What's up, Nick? <laughs> What's up, Marco? All right, so Nick was actually my guest on my last podcast, and I decided to invite him on again. He's a cool guy and knows his stuff. So with all that said, let's get into it. So uh, today, Nick... We will be covering potential landing spots for big-name free agents and predicting the top five picks in the draft. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, so today we're actually starting off with a big one. We're going to start off with Kawhi Leonard. Where is Kawhi Leonard going to end up? Nick, I would like to hear your take on that. Uh, You mean Kawhi being traded or Kawhi as a free agent in 2019? Or, yeah, excuse me, I I, uh, worded that wrong. I meant to say... Where do you yeah, where do you think Kawhi will be traded? Sorry. Okay. I think there's a potential trade scenario that could take place in both New York and Boston. I think New York could offer someone like Frank Nilakina, who was a fan favorite for New York. But I do think Greg Popovich is in kind of a big egg need. For a young athletic, I think DeJounte Murray is great, but I think Nilakina would upgrade due to his potential. I think that it would be a deal centered around Frank Nilakina, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Damian Dotson, as well as several first round picks. Okay. Uh, any other teams you think that uh, Kawhi will maybe end up being traded to other than the the Knicks? That brings me to the Celtics, and I think they could offer Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and the Kings pick, which would be a solid trade for both ends. Obviously, you know, the Celtics get Kawhi Leonard, who you can't really say enough good things about, and the Spurs get a good young couple of players that could really bring their franchise i think they need to re not quite rebuild but maybe re-strengthen their franchise as you know they haven't really rebuilt in about 15 years so that's what i think is going to happen those are the two scenarios that i think are most likely okay uh yeah that that sounds pretty good i actually have a few here um i posted this on my instagram um starting with the clippers now before i get into this Kawhi does not have a no trade clause so he does not get to decline a trade himself. Say he goes to uh, to a, to the Clippers and and say you know he preferred L.A. He can't decline that trade. He does not have a no trade clause. So uh, with that said, I was going to start out with the Clippers, um, and and then I'm going to give my reason for each. They are in uh, for the Clippers. They are in L.A., which is Kawhi's hometown. He and he never said he was opposed to the Clippers. He just preferred the Lakers, right? So a trade package I found pretty decent for Kawhi was Tobias Harris, Patrick Beverly, and then the 12th and 13th pick that the Clippers have in this year's draft to trade for Kawhi. Now, another thing that Kawhi said 
was that he wasn't really interested in being the main guy. He kind of wanted some help around him. He didn't want all of the spotlight. So say he were to get traded to the Clippers, um, DeAndre Jordan was having some interest, interest in leaving. So if he does, then uh, in free agency this year, then Kawhi would be the main guy again, and that would be a bad deal for Kawhi. But um, at the same time, you know, he doesn't have that no-trade clause. So we can't decline it. Uh, he will be a free agent in the, in the next year. So um, he's got one more season under his contract, and then he'll become a free agent and go wherever he, he would like. So the Clippers, they have a, a decent trade package. Um, and maybe even if DJ stays, then Kawhi and DJ defensively, that'd be a pretty decent team. And say they're even able to keep Beverly, then they have three of the best defenders in the game right now, and Beverly, DJ, and Kawhi. So uh, Clippers, I think, not in any particular order. I'm not saying the Clippers are number one option, but I think uh, definitely a, a good option that the Spurs could look into. Um, another, any thoughts on that, Nick? Any thoughts on the Clippers? That sounds good to me. Um, so then I was going to get into the Celtics. I think that they have lots of assets, lots of picks, but not the cap. Uh, currently they're sitting at just a few thousand dollars. And unless they trade, um, one of their all-stars to, you know, um, acquire Kawhi because Kawhi has a $21 million year coming up. Uh, so say they trade, uh, Kyrie for Kawhi, maybe straight up Kyrie is under a $21 million contract as well. So maybe straight up Kyrie for Kawhi, maybe throwing some picks from Boston. Um, Kyrie was intrigued in San Antonio last summer. Um, Boston's in the East. You know, Pop uh, doesn't want to trade his best players to or his better players to the West because, you know, then it's just putting more competition on himself. So there's my take on the Celtics. Uh, sound good, Nick? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Um, and then next year we got the L.A. Lakers. Uh, like I said, like, like Kawhi has said, he prefers the Lakers. Um, it's in L.A., his hometown. The Lakers have lots of assets to trade. Um, Ingram, Kuzma. But Lonzo Ball, the Spurs, reportedly had no interest in Lonzo Ball. What is? What are your thoughts on that, Nick? It's kind of surprising. I mean, Lonzo Ball, I mean, he's one of the most promising young point guards in the league today. So that's kind of surprising because when you look at the Spurs, one through five, they're probably weakest link is the one, the point guard position. So that's surprising. Yeah, very. Um, I actually posted that on my Instagram as well. And Bucket Center, uh, Caleb Champion, the owner of Bucket Center, replied or commented and said, you know, well, they have DeJounte Murray there at the point, and he's a very promising, young, great defensive guard. And, you know, DeJounte, with his, with his height and his skill set, I think he could probably be moved to the two, and then they bring in Lonzo. Uh, like you said, a very young, promising player, an all-around player would fit very well with the Spurs under Pop, I think. So, you know, even though they have DeJounte Murray, do you, do you agree with me there, thinking maybe they can move Murray to the two? For sure, and I think they could also move Lonzo to the two if they needed to. It probably wouldn't be the best idea, but you have a pretty deep defensive backcourt as well as a great playmaking backcourt. Right, yeah. I agree, definitely. So um, that was my take on the Lakers. Now moving over to Cleveland. Cleveland said they were going to pursue Kawhi Leonard. There's been reports that Cleveland is calling the Spurs nonstop um, about a Kawhi trade. They're, they're trying to do so to keep LeBron around. Now Dan Gilbert said one of the most idiotic statements I've ever heard. He publicly said that the Cavs can win without LeBron James. Two things there. 
I would not say that if I were Dan Gilbert, if you're trying to keep the greatest player in the league right now, if not all time, on your team. Another thing, if um, – oh, I totally lost my train of thought. But, yeah, why, why would you say that if you're trying to keep such a great player on your team? I, I just don't I – don't, I don't think that it was such a great idea on, on Gilbert's part there. And then the Cavs are all, uh, recently also interested in acquiring Kemba Walker. So a Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James lineup, maybe even – and then they have Kevin Love. Do you think that team might be able to top off the Warriors, say the Warriors were to make it to the finals next year? It's possible, but let's be honest. They can't keep people um, – they can't acquire Kemba and Kawhi and keep Kevin Love. They're going to have to get rid of him, whether it's for Kemba. Well, no, is Kemba free agent? Uh, Kemba actually has another year or two under his belt, if, I, okay. if I'm correct. But um, they could also get rid of Tristan Thompson's $16 million contract. J.R. Smith is under $12 million and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, George Hill is under like $18 million and he's That's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So they are freeing up a lot of cap with guys just becoming free agents, um, you know, without any player options or anything. So uh, they are freeing up some space. Maybe they could acquire Kemba and Kawhi. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. Yeah, they'd have to get Kevin Love, I think. If they're going to try to get Kawhi, I think the most likely trade scenario would be the eighth pick from Brooklyn and Kevin Love, maybe Rodney Hood or Jordan Clarkson to get, you know, a pop-thirsty guard. Right, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I was going to bring that up as well, Um, throwing Kevin Love into a Kawhi trade. That would... That would work very well. Uh, Kevin Love with all his recent injuries. I think that it's time for maybe him to to walk out of Cleveland so they don't have to worry about that anymore. And then, you know, you move LeBron or Kawhi to the four and then the other one at the three. So Kevin Love maybe starting at the five isn't always the best option for Cleveland. So, yeah, I think that'd be a good trade. And then I got three more here real quick. Um, Three more teams. The Kings, they said that they were interested and they have the number two pick in the draft that they could possibly – throw in a trade for Kawhi Leonard. Um, the Kings, obviously, they, I mean, they, they are just not a good team right now. They, are, just, they have awful players, I think. Um, they have some young guys. They have a little bit of potential, but, I mean, playoffs here in the next couple of years, I, I don't think so unless they maybe acquire Kawhi or draft, you know, either they either get Aiton or Doncic or Michael Porter Jr. or someone that has a lot of potential and then build around those players here in the next couple of years to maybe even think about going to the playoffs. So the Kings uh, might be in. They, they said they were interested. They might be able to trade the number two pick. Any thoughts on, on that one? I could see that. I mean, it's in California. Right, yep. That's another reference. one was in, you know, in Sacramento, California. So, Right. Uh, the number two pick, I could see it. I could see it. They probably have to throw in Buddy Heald maybe. Uh, Buddy Heald, maybe Collie Stein to replace Pau Gasol because he's getting older too. Something like that. But, yeah, I could definitely see the Kings offering a trade centered around that two pick. Right, yeah. And then um, then uh, talking about uh, picks to trade Phoenix were reportedly in talks with the Spurs on acquiring Kawhi, but they said that they were not willing to trade the number one pick. Now, Phoenix does have some young, promising players like Josh Jackson, mm. um, Marquise Chris, but not willing to trade the number Warren one pick for arguably the best two-way player in the league, a two-time defensive player of the year. 
young, lots of potential, you know, still has room to improve his jump shot and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I would be interested in throwing in the number one pick for a Kawhi trade. That's just me, though. Any thoughts on that one? For me, that number one pick, that guy's going to stick with you for the next four or five years unless you trade him. Kawhi's a one-year rental. There's no guarantee that he's going to come back. Most likely won't come back to a city like Phoenix. It's a great place to live, but he's already made himself clear that he wants to go back to California, preferably L.A. I don't think it's a good move moving forward. I think the Suns are better off drafting DeAndre Ayton, uh, maybe offering someone like Josh Jackson or TJ Warren or a package around that. Alfred Payton could give, once again, Pop a point guard to work with, young promising one. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea to trade that number one pick, but only because that number one pick is going to stick with you for years to come. I don't think Kawhi would stay with you for more than a year. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I never really thought of that. Never really put it into into perspective about you know years to come. That number one pick kind of is more valuable for Phoenix. Um, like you said, you know, not a not a win now team. Still a young team that has a lot left to build around to, you know, get themselves to, to the playoffs, let alone the finals. Yeah. So, yeah, it, maybe if Kawhi had at least three, four years under his belt, um, then maybe it'd be a good idea to trade that number one pick, which is, you know, worth four or five years, like you said. And DeAndre Ayton has a lot of potential. He's predicted to go number one. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think that number one pick is more valuable to the to the Suns rather than Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah. Um, then the last team, I think, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, in the, they're in the East. Uh, like I said before, you know, Pop doesn't really want to trade his better players to the West. Uh, they have a decent trade package, I think, and Markel Fultz, Robert Covington, and the 10th pick. I think that would be a very solid uh, a trade package. Robert Covington really is um, a better shooting Kawhi, but a, obviously a much He's not a like he's not a bad defender, but he's you know obviously a much worse defender than Kawhi. Is. Kawhi is a great defender, but Covington also has you know he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, maybe doesn't obviously doesn't match up with Kawhi's, but probably a better shooter than Kawhi. So Covington's just really a, a lower tier Kawhi Leonard, and then Marco Fultz, who if he gets out of these injuries, he has a lot of potential. And then the tenth pick. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, Rocco is a young guy. He still has potential. He's not at his full max potential yet. I could definitely see that. Don't forget, Brett Brown was the assistant coach for Pop when Kawhi, I believe, was his, was in his second or third year. So there's definitely a relationship there, and Kawhi has expressed liking to him as well. Right, yeah, definitely. So... The, the 76ers are a major option there. Um, so you said the, the Cavaliers and who else were your two main options there for Kawhi? I was going to say the Knicks, Boston, okay. and Philly's realistic. Cleveland's or not, yeah, I don't know why I said the Cavs. Too. I meant Boston and, and New York. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say Cleveland. Just as a Cavs fan, I'd love that. Right. I just don't see it happening. Okay, yeah. Um. So – so yeah, you got Boston and uh, and New York as your top two options, maybe even Philadelphia. So I think the Clippers are a big one. I think that that makes a lot of sense. It's in LA. Um, you know, he wasn't really a hundred percent against going there. 
and they got a decent trade package, two picks, two first-round picks. Yeah. Um, I don't really see the Celtics doing – I think it kind of butcher their their path, their journey that they're on right now. Yeah. They kind of need to let the dust, dust settle a little bit, kind of, you know, keep doing what they're doing. Ainge is a very smart guy. I don't think if they, you know, bring in a guy like LeBron James to ruin their, you know, young team and kind of just ruin that journey that they're on of acquiring all these picks, acquiring all these young guys – and and keeping a lot of cap space and just building a great team rather than just getting one guy and kind of messing up that journey if you kind of follow me there definitely um like Kawhi, he's kind of like he's like a win now guy and i think that what ange is doing with the celtics is what he needs to keep doing even though Kawhi is a great player i think that it wouldn't be the best option to maybe acquire Kawhi right now maybe later on but um so yeah the celtics i don't really think that'd be the best option for them I think it's really a toss-up between the Clippers and, and the 76ers for me on who who would be the best options to acquire Kawhi. So that's my take, um, as well as yours, obviously, on the Kawhi situation. If you got anything else to pitch in before I move on to the next one, Well, the only thing know. is, LA is a Western Conference team. Right, and I did say that. I did say that, you know, Pop you know, doesn't isn't really interested in trading his better players to the West, but at the same time, is, is Pop the only guy – making the trade fair enough. you know so it, it's a, it's trade, a toss-up though. definitely it's it's a very we're in a very confusing spot right now with that situation but um so yeah if that's all you got on the quiet situation i'm going to move on to Kyrie irving all right so Kyrie does not want to sign an extension with boston um he has he has came out and said that and and there is a report that he might sign with the knicks in the future so as a celtics fan myself it is kind of sad to see another all-star point guard, you know, make his way out, but uh, this time willingly, unlike Isaiah Thomas. Um, but I, if you think about it, you said that maybe Kawhi Leonard goes to the Knicks. Imagine Kyrie, Kawhi, and Kristaps all healthy on the Knicks in, say, five years. Yikes. That would be a very good team, I believe. Any thoughts on maybe Kyrie going to the Knicks in the future? I think he's a New York native, isn't he? Uh, New Jersey, I believe. Um, so I could see it. I could see it. If I think he's going to stay in Boston though, I think he's going to get, he's going to get his money, which is why I turned down the extension. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense as well. Why, you know, a lot of times LeBron James isn't out there, you know, talking extension with Cleveland because he wants that money. He's going to sign a one year player option Mm -hmm. and then, you know, get as much money as he can. So that, that's what we could see in Kyrie. I think that's going to happen. All right, um, so that was really real short for Kyrie. If you got anything uh-huh. else to pitch in there, I was going to move on to LeBron James. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Kyrie liked what's going on in Boston, had a major coaching upgrade from Tyron Lue to Brad Stevens, obviously. I think he's in a good spot. I think he's set. Yeah, he's in a very good spot. The Boston organization under Danny Ainge, under Brad Stevens, um, a very good spot. I think that he should definitely stay. And, you know, as a Celtics fan, I just just saying he should stay just because, you know, I want, you know, an all-star player on our team. But right. um, at the same time, he's talking from the outside of, of a Celtics fan. I think that it's definitely a good move if he were to stay. Mm-hmm. So with all that said on Kyrie, uh, next question is if LeBron moves west, is it a guarantee that Boston makes the finals? This is This is a question – we're kind of, you know, LeBron, he doesn't know if he's staying, doesn't know if he's going. 
very major topic in the NBA world right now. Where is LeBron James going? But the main question I got right now is if he moves west, is it a guarantee that Boston makes the finals? If Philly gets Kawhi, no. It's not a guarantee. Is it possible? Yes. It's not a guarantee. Okay. I, I can see that for sure. If, say, uh, Kawhi were to go to Philadelphia because then, you know, Kawhi, Embiid, Simmons, Redick, uh, Rocco, if, if they keep him. Right. Um, and, and they're up and coming. You know, Simmons and Embiid are going to be better players next year. For so, sure. you know, they're still really young. Um, if Kawhi comes off injury and plays like he's supposed to, they'll be a very good team. I think would be enough to beat the Celtics in, say, six, maybe seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals and make their way to the Finals. So I agree with you there. Um, Another thing, lots of talk on LeBron, Paul George, and maybe Kawhi teaming up on the Lakers. Uh, If that were to happen, Lonzo Ball possibly traded to Cleveland. Um, Do you think that that big three in LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi would be enough to take down the Warriors? Do they keep Lonzo? Um. In my opinion, I don't think they will because it was every time I read an article about LeBron James possibly going to the Lakers, they always say that, well, then they're going to trade Lonzo Ball away because that wouldn't fit well or, or something that it, that's something that the NBA world was talking about. That if LeBron goes to LA, Lonzo Ball's out. Yeah. So if it's if it's LeBron, PG, Kawhi, no Lonzo Ball. Um, and then whoever else you, you can think of, you know, if, if Ingram and, and, and Kuzma get traded for Kawhi or, you know, whoever else gets left out to have enough money for Paul George and LeBron James. Do you think that big three would be enough to take down the Warriors? If you look at it, LeBron's always had success in the finals with that star guard next to him, whether it be D-Wade, Mo Williams. Well, it wasn't a successful finals appearance with Mo. But and Kyrie, without a star guard, yeah, that's tough because you know Paul George he didn't mesh well with a ball dominant guy like Westbrook. He wanted the ball, rightfully so. He's an amazing player, but he's he's a complimentary star who thinks he's the first option no matter who he's with. Kawhi, to be honest with you, he's similar, and if he did have to adjust, we'd see like a 2010-2011 version of Kawhi averaging maybe 16-17 points a game. LeBron would have to be the primary ball handler, which we saw this year, and it he always is the primary ball handler, let's be honest. He's always the point guard. Agreed. He, but... I once again the Warriors they have two of the top three players, two of the top four players in the NBA versus LeBron, Kawhi, PG. That's tough. It's it I, I guarantee you it would go seven games. Yeah. But I see the Warriors winning that. Okay, well uh I, I, I forgot uh Julius Randle. Say they keep him around Ooh. And and they bring in LeBron, PG, and Kawhi. I think that four right there, because Randall is becoming uh, a very good player here in the next All-star couple of years. Caliber. He'll be much better than he has been. He's been working a lot on his game. I And then Josh Hart, I think, uh, has a lot of potential as well. Yeah. I think with that right there, 
that five, I think they could probably take down the Warriors in six or seven games. I could see that, but the only thing is they only have two max spots, right? Right. So they sign Randall. They sign LeBron. So they means they have to trade for Kawhi and PG. Whoa, Paul, Paul George? George is becoming a free agent. They'll be signing Paul George. Yeah, but how? If they just signed LeBron and right. Julius Randle. Right, right. No, I, I get that 100%. I understand that as well. But able to make it work because I know Randle wants a lot of money. And I know it's, yeah. a, it's a big question with L.A. right now whether they're going to keep him or not because mm-hmm. they want LeBron and PG, but they also want to keep Randall because, like I said, he's, he's, he's becoming a better player than he has been in the last few years. And we thought right. his career was kind of on a decline, but he's actually becoming a better player now. So, you know, I would think if they were to – they're going to sign LeBron James, but if they were going to try and sign Paul George, they would have to let Randall walk because he would want too much money. So I get what you're saying. But just, you know, thinking about it, if they were somehow able to keep Randall, make some trades to keep Randall, and then sign LeBron and Paul George, I think that alone is, is a very good team right there. That would be a good team. I, yeah, I could see it. If they keep Randall, yeah, they'd win the chip. Okay. Definitely. Easier said yeah. than done, though, that they assemble that kind of roster. Yeah. Um, so then um, sticking with LeBron – this was uh, a, a major topic here in the last week and a half. Um, LeBron's son enrolled in an L.A. school. Do you think that means anything about LeBron maybe going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers? Haven't they had a house in L.A. for like two years now? Two and that was – I was, I was going to bring that up. I was going to let you kind of give your two cents first. So, uh, yeah, LeBron has houses in Cleveland. He has houses in L.A. The man is rich, okay? He's a professional basketball player. He does things on and off the court. The man has millions of dollars. So I think that just because his son is enrolling in an L.A. school doesn't mean anything. LeBron James can buy a house anywhere he wants. Just because he has houses in L.A. If he only had houses in L.A., that doesn't make me think, oh, he's signing with L.A. He could buy a house. Like I said, he can buy a house anywhere he wants to. He can move anywhere he wants to, you know, whether, you know, on wherever he wants to sign. So, um yeah, if, if that's what you were kind of leaning towards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Because maybe he just thought the best the best option was to get his son into an L.A. school for basketball or whatever it was that, you know, he decided to do so. But I don't think, you know, some people thought that his son enrolling in an L.A. school meant that LeBron was signing with the Lakers, which I don't think is true at all whatsoever. No. Like, like I said, he has millions of dollars. He can live wherever he wants, so. Right. Um, However, I'd like to see Bronny go to Sierra Canyon. They got a good young core there. Yeah, exactly. So that's good basketball. you know that's probably why that that could be a reason for basketball. So yep. yeah, um, and then uh, that's all I got for LeBron. Um, moving on to Demarcus Cousins, what do you see the Pelicans doing with Demarcus Cousins, Nick? I'm resigning him if I'm the Pelicans. You see how much. Well, success that they had without him, I think they could have brought that Warrior series to six or seven games if they had a healthy Cousins. And they acquired Miritich, which I liked a lot. It's too bad that 
he wasn't healthy because one of their biggest flaws was, yeah, they had the two best bigs in basketball. They had the best front court in basketball, arguably NBA history. However, yeah, definitely. Exactly they, what I was going to say. Did you have anything else before I interrupt you? Yeah. They acquire Mertich. Once the only Their only problem was once those two sat out, they had who? Alex Ajinka, Omer Asik. They needed that sixth man to take over. And Mirtich just was the ideal guy for that role. Right, right. Um, That's it. I was going to bring up the, the best front court in the league, hands down, when Boogie and Anthony Davis are healthy. Um, and, and arguably, like you said, I was going to bring up as well, arguably the best front court of all time, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. When healthy, this Pelicans team is probably the most underrated team in the league. If Rajon Rondo plays like vintage Rondo, if Drew Holiday plays like playoff Drew Holiday, if Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins are healthy, that team could probably take the Warriors to seven games. The yeah. Warriors don't have a true center. Draymond Green's only 6'7". Don't get me wrong, he's a very great defensive player. He's only 6'7". If you put Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins up against Draymond Green and JaVale McGee, that front court and the Pelicans are just going to eat up the Warriors' front court. And that is what the Warriors are afraid of. Their backward they can they shut down play. They have the Durant. Warriors' backward, too. Right. Um, but they're, they're afraid of of a towering front court someday taking over them. So if the Pelicans were able to get far enough, if, they're, if they can stay healthy and they're able to get far enough into the playoffs to go up against the Warriors, that is the Warriors' biggest fear, I think. I agree. That's what I was saying all this season. Yeah. Um, so my two options, I agree with you. If I were the Pelicans organization uh, front office, I would resign to Marcus Cousins. He's the best center in the league. But I think that there are two options. DeMarcus Cousins is becoming a free agent. So this is really him deciding what he's going to do with the Pelicans, not really the Pelicans deciding what they're going to do with DeMarcus. Because, you know, obviously the Pelicans want to resign Boogie. So two options here. I think he's either walking. There's been a lot of talk about him, you know, wanting to leave. He just maybe it's just a, a comfortability thing. I don't know if I don't know if he just doesn't feel comfortable playing with Anthony Davis, the greatest, uh, the great, the best power forward in the league right now, next to his side. I don't know if Boogie wants to be the main guy. So, I think he either walks, or Nola goes through a sign and trade with another team. And actually, have a few teams here that that would uh, fit perfect into that. So, um, any any thoughts on on a sign and trade with Boogie and the Pelicans? I mean, I'd have to think about that one. Uh... I mean, what team wouldn't want DeMarcus Cousins? Right. So, yeah, I could see a sign and trade, but if I'm the Pelicans organization, if I'm the Pelicans organization, I'm keeping them. I want a repeat of last season, and you just keep Boogie healthy. Oof, that's, that's scary. Right, yeah, I think if, if it were prime Rondo, if it were playoff Drew Holiday, prime Anthony Davis, prime DeMarcus Cousins, this would be one of the greatest teams of all time because they would just be so dominant. Both front court and back court are just – they would just be – they're so dominant if they're healthy and they're up against one of the greatest teams in the Warriors, the, the current Warriors, who are said to be one of the greatest teams, and they can take them to six or seven games. 
and probably win that series, then why why not the Pelicans be one of the greatest teams? Now, I know it's not going to be um, prime Rondo, but he's still able to go out there and drop 15 assists, 17 assists, oh. and we've seen that time and time again. We've seen Drew Holiday go out there and drop 40-plus, 30-plus a few times. So, I mean, this team could be very good. They're very underrated. No one saw a sweep against Portland when uh, when that came when that series came around, yeah, but shocker. they made that happen. So, who knows? This I, team's very underrated. If Boogie stays, they could be a very good team next year, for sure. Um, However, it is a wing run league. They're super weak at the wing. They don't have anyone. They have Etwan Moore, who's a great six man. He can probably start on some teams. He's what thirteen. 14 points a game. They need someone to match up against Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I think with Anthony Davis' athleticism, uh, he could probably – they would probably put him on Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant's length – I mean, they're not going to put Etwan Moore on him. Kevin Durant's going to shoot over Etwan Moore all day. Durant's going to go out there and drop 45 a game if he has Etwan Moore on him, you know. So I agree with you there 100%. Um, but talking about the possible sign and trade options, I think the Wizards, the Cavs, the Lakers, and the Clippers would be the top four best options for a sign and trade. The Wizards have been looking for a good center for a while now, ever since they had a, a decent, I mean, I guess, you know, an okay, uh, Ameka Okafor. I mean, he was, you know, not one of the greatest centers of all time, obviously, but, you know, he he, he really held it down for the Wizards, but at the time they didn't have like a prime wall and a prime beal that they have now. So yeah. that would be uh, – the, the Wizards, I see, freeing up some some cap space this offseason to sign another uh, higher-tier player because that's what they need. They're not going anywhere with just wall, just beal. So um, I think the Wizards would be a great option. The Cavs, say LeBron walks, they need to sign an all-star. DeMarcus Cousins is there. They've been looking for a good center. They've been trying to, you know, make some rotations with Kevin Love at the five. So um, – yeah, any any thoughts on the Wizards or the Cavs there? Yeah, well, first of all, I actually liked what Amico Kfour did for the Pelicans this season. Also a good backup center. Nothing special, but, you know, he was solid. But um, to answer your question, uh, would Cleveland keep Kevin Love and Cousins, or would they give up Love? Well... I would think that with Love having a couple more years on his contract and, say, LeBron walks, then they bring in DeMarcus Cousins. You know, with LeBron walking, I think that would that would bring up enough money for to, to bring in DeMarcus Cousins, would it not? Or... No, that's true. Okay. No, so, it would. I just – I don't think Kevin Love can do what Anthony Davis was because Anthony Davis has been super versatile. Very. And – Kevin Love is not half the athlete that Anthony Davis is. I don't think it would work a front court of Kevin Love and Cousins, but hey, I don't know. Right, depends. Right, definitely. I don't know. Um, I think that Kevin Love should definitely be in a trade package uh, for the Cavs. I think it's maybe time, like I said earlier in the podcast, maybe it's time for them to get rid of that injury-prone Kevin Love. Yeah. Um, like you said, not even half the athlete of Anthony Davis if they were to try and bring in DeMarcus Cousins. So I think that the Cavs should definitely maybe get rid of Kevin Love. I think it's time. Um, yeah. 
And then two more teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. So the Lakers say they say they don't get LeBron or Paul George. Then that gives them room for DeMarcus Cousins. They're going to let Brook Lopez walk to free up some space because he's going to want more money than he deserves. He was under $21 million, and he wasn't even a top 15 center in the league. Maybe Terrible. maybe top 20. Disappointment. Um, so, yeah, very disappointing. So, um, say they bring in DeMarcus Cousins, they get Kawhi, and then they get LeBron or PG. Now that there, you know, they let Randall walk because he would be too much money, like we were saying. But they have LeBron or PG, Kawhi, and DeMarcus Cousins. Now that there, I think, would be plentiful to take down the Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last one, the Clippers. So DJ has been talking, DeAndre Jordan has been talking about how he wants to go to Houston. I don't think they're going to have the cap to sign him um, unless they somehow get rid of Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza. You know, I think Trevor Ariza is going to be a free agent. Um, but I think they'll definitely need to get rid of Ryan Anderson. He's been a disappointment uh, in this last year, and he's under like $16 million. So I, I don't really see DeAndre Jordan fulfilling his dream and playing for the Houston Rockets uh, due to cap issues um, unless he wants to take a major pay cut. Kind of, sort of. Um, but I think maybe even with DeMarcus Cousins and DeAndre Jordan for the Clippers, that would be one of the best front courts in the league, if not the oh, best. For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got for DeMarcus Cousins. If you don't have anything else, we're going to move into our final segment of the day. Ready? All right. So, final segment predicting the first picks, the first five picks, excuse me. The predicting the first five picks of the draft here in the next couple of days. Uh, we're, we're recording this on the 19th. I believe the draft is on the 21st. Yep. Um, so if you got your five picks ready, uh, hit me with them. All right. Number one, I got DeAndre. Ayton. Number two, I'm going to go Luka Doncic. Number three, Marvin Bagley. Number four, Jaron Jackson Jr., and number five, that's where I'm kind of indecisive. There's a lot of interesting. Well, actually, it's tied up for me. I think Trey Young could go number five, but at the same time, mm, that's tough. It is very I'll tough. Go, I'll go Mohamed Bamba. Mo Bamba. I'll go Mo Bamba. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, my top five, I agree. Phoenix takes eight at number one. I think Sacramento will take Michael Porter Jr., a very promising player if he can stay healthy at number two. Risky. Very, it is risky, but if he, if he can stay healthy for the most part, I think he's a very promising player. Mm-hmm. Number three, Atlanta takes Marvin Bagley. He, I think, is a risky player. I don't know how he will play in the NBA. He, he, did, he did very well at Duke. But something, my gut is telling me that he'll be just a solid player once he gets into the NBA. I don't know, though. I, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. number three, Marvin Bagley to Atlanta. Number four, Memphis Grizzlies take Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. He played in the European League. Um, if I remember right, he won the European MVP, whatever yeah. it's called. Um, the European League is very different from the call it, from the collegiate level. Uh, I think I said this in our in our first podcast that I think that I believe the collegiate level in the U.S. is is plays better basketball, has better basketball players, produces better basketball players than the European league does. 
Um, Luka Doncic was was doing 16-4-4 over in the European League. Very fat, flashy, a 6-8 point guard. Um, you know, reminds a lot of people of Monte Ginobili and Gordon Hayward. So, he's, he, I, think he's, I think he's pretty promising, even though he's coming out of a, a European League. So, him, number four, going to Memphis. And then number five, I think should be Mohamed Bamba. I, I was thinking he should go higher because of his, uh, his pro day or his, his not his pro day, his, his combine, um, his combine numbers. But today, uh, uh, league sources came out and said that he was telling Memphis that he didn't want to play there. He doesn't I want them to, to draft him. Yeah. So I have him going five to Dallas, but I also think Jaron Jackson can go there. Yeah. But at the same time, I also believe Trey Young is a very promising player as well. But Dallas, Dennis Smith Jr., um, maybe they play him at the two if they were to draft Trey Young. Because of Trey Young's height, I think they would have to play him at the one. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Dallas being that interested in Trey Young and then you know, wanting to take Muhammad Bamba. They, they do need a center. They, they need pretty much everything there. You yeah. know, but Dennis Smith Jr. is a young guy. I don't see that making a whole lot of sense uh, in drafting Trey Young. Yeah, I can see it. Um, and I haven't really heard so, a whole lot about Jaron Jackson. He was predicted to go, or in most NBA uh, mock drafts, he's predicted to go top five. But I think after Mohamed Bamba's um, combine day, I think it was very, very impressing. So I think I he should go. I was shocked. Yeah. He, what did he run? Was it three seconds? Full score, full court sprint? Faster than John Wall and Russell Westbrook? Two of them arguably, arguably most fastest players in the league. Right, and I was going to bring that up. That is 100% true. That I mean, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, two of the most athletic players in the league. We see some 7-foot-1 guy coming out of college and running a faster 3-4 court sprint than, than those two guys in Westbrook and Wall. Crazy. That is incredible. That blew me out of the water. Never, did not see that coming. And I posted that on Instagram as well, something about that. And I had a guy comment, well, you know, he has longer strides. Yes, Rudy Gobert is very lengthy. <laughs> he has longer strides than, than Russell Westbrook or, and John Wall. But do we see him getting down the floor faster than John Wall and Russell Westbrook? That's no. Right. No, not at all. So, yeah, I have Aiton, Porter, Bagley, Doncic, Bamba. And I think at six, I think the Magic have that pick. Uh, Trey Young will, will uh, be drafted by the Magic because I believe he's a very promising player as well. Yeah. So, um, if you got anything else uh, to talk about today, I was going to wrap it up. I'm, I'm willing if you got anything else on your list. Um, if not, I'll wrap this thing up. I don't think so. Super fun. Thanks again. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, yeah, that's all for today. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Whether you listen to this edition on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or Radio Public, I thank you. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and follow my Instagram at the one Podcast. I plan on publishing my next podcast on June 26th. I will have a different guest that time around. It will be the host of the Blog Boys Pod. Follow him on Instagram at Blog Boys Pod. And, yeah, thank you, Nick, for joining. It's always a pleasure having you on, man. Thanks again. Um, and just, yeah, you're welcome anytime. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, that's it for today. Peace.